So glad you're here. Listen, uh, we're going to continue this series of the word God gave us for the year. The series is called Renew. We believe this year that God is renewing us. He's renewing our mind. He's renewing our families. He's renewing our hearts. He's rebuilding things that the enemy has taken time to destroy, to bring down in our life. And God is all about remaking, renewing us. So we're using this word renew. We spent the first couple of weeks talking about how God renews our vision. Last week, I talked about how God renews our prayers And I want to give you the second part of that message on renewing our prayers. Let's read this text together. Ready? Let's read it together. 2 Chronicles 7.14. Read it out loud with me. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. We are understanding there is power when God's people pray. You got to understand that God is moved by prayer. And so last week I gave you four components of prayer that we should all have. Let's quickly look at those. The priority of prayer. That's why I spent most of my time. Prayer should be a first priority. Don't post about it. Pray about it. Come on. Don't post about it. Pray about it. That should be the first response of every believer. Quit griping about it, quit posting about it, and go to God in prayer. It's the first response. It should be the highest priority in my life as I'm learning to pray, building communication with God. We talked about having a place of prayer. Jesus had special places he prayed. You should have had that in your home, in wherever it is. It's the places you go that you pray. So this is where I pray. Have a place of prayer. Have a plan of prayer. I'm going to come back and give you a great plan today. And then we're talking about the power of prayer. Understanding that when you pray, that God has given you power and authority. Every believer needs to know you've been given spiritual authority over the things of the earth. And you don't have to be dominated with outside forces that are trying to tear you down. Trying to get you discouraged. Destroy your family. Attacking your mind. Listen, you've been given authority. Learn how to the man up, learn how the woman up, and walk in that God-given authority God has for you. How many say, I want to do that? Amen? So how do we do that? You remember when you was a kid? Now, my kids don't know this, but you do, and I do. Remember at the end of the movie that if you wanted to get through the credits at the end of the movie, you had to actually watch the credits? Or you could just push fast forward and be like, you still see them, though. They're going fast. But you, you couldn't get there with a push of a button. Nowadays, you just push a button. You can skip the credits. But I remember when we went to the movies growing up, you know, when the credits started, we got up and we left. That was it, you know. I'm not staying. I don't care who was the lighting director. You know, I had no idea. I don't want to care about seeing those names. Let's get out of here. And I remember went to go see a movie with my, my teenage children and I got up to leave and said, Dad, sit down. I go, what? They go, it's the credits. I'm like, I know, let's go. They're like, no, this is the best part. I'm like, what? You're crazy. They go, no, Dad, there's like these hidden scenes. And so you got to stay because there's going to be some clues about something that happened in the movie or they're going to show a preview of the next movie, what's going to happen. And sure enough, I sit there and you see these long credits and all of a sudden 
the star would show back up and the movie would pick back up and it'd give you a snip clip of what's to come next or something that happened in the movie that made sense and it tied it all together. And so if you missed it, you know, if you missed out on the credits, you missed out on the important part of the movie. Well, I think this is the way this verse is, as we're going to read in a second in 1 Chronicles 4. It's one of those verses that goes, and he begot this, and he begot that, and she begot this, and she begot that, and they begot him, and they begot her, and he begot him, and he begot him, and he begot him, and he begot him, and he begot him. Pretty soon you start reading it, it's like, wah, 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 you know, it's like, uh, you know. Jesus, why did I get this reading plan? Please give me something in the Psalms or something, you know. Proverbs, I got to read this, who begot who. And so if you're not careful, you can kind of skip over this and miss it. Because right in the middle of these credits, you know, who begot who, it's just talking about Jabez. And it's only like two verses, but it's really powerful. For, for Jabez to get these two verses there must have been something very unique and different because before and after, it's just he begot him, who begot him, who begot him, who begot him. And all of a sudden it stops and talks about Jabez. So let's see what was different about him today. Don't overlook him today. Look on verse nine of chapter four, First Chronicles. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Come on now. He was more honorable than his brothers. Just because your brothers and your sisters and your family had no honor or honorable doesn't mean that you have to live that way. I don't know how you were raised, but just because you came out of a family of dysfunction doesn't mean you have to carry that over to the next generation. You can stand up and be an honorable man of integrity, an honorable woman of integrity and say, I'm going to serve the Lord. It says he was more honorable than his brothers. His, his mother had named him Jabez saying, I gave birth to him in pain. So that's what Jabez actually means. Jabez means pain. Some of you said, I should have named my kid that. But how many know, no pain, no gain. My parents got a lot of gain. I can tell you that right now. Mom and dad are probably watching this sometime this week. I'm sorry, I was a big pain. Some of you are too. Jabez didn't allow his circumstances of his birth to determine his worth. Oh, he didn't allow what he was born into, the dysfunction, the pain of his family to dictate the worth of who he was. He understood that he could be more honorable than what his siblings had been. He understood that he didn't have to walk around not blessed, but he understood I can walk around and the blessing of the Lord, favor of the Lord, the hand of the Lord can be upon my life. And just because I'm facing tough situations doesn't mean I can't walk blessed in my life. I want you to get your eyes off of your circumstance. I want you to get your eyes off of your past. I want you to get your eyes off of your family and quit making excuses for what you don't have. And I want you to say, God, I'm believing I'm blessed. God, I'm believing you're going to do more in my family. I'm going to stop some things from happening in my life. We've read this a few weeks, and I, I want to read it again. Let's say it together. It got to me, but it stops at me. It got to me, but it stops at me. Dysfunction may have gotten to you, but it can stop with you. Addiction may have gotten to you, but it stops with you. Womanizing may have gotten to you, but it can stop at you. Come on. 
Absentee father may have gotten to you, but it stops with you. Having a mother who's present may have gotten to you, but it stops with you. I'm going to make sure that I'm present in my children's life. I'm going to make sure that we're passing on a godly heritage. We're going to walk in a new anointing because why? We're going to honor the Lord. We will honor the Lord. Just because I was born in the mess doesn't mean I have to live there. Just because I was born in dysfunction doesn't mean I have to stay there. Just because I suffered abuse as a child doesn't mean my children will suffer abuse. Just because I suffered addiction of my parents doesn't mean I'm going to pass that on to my children. You have been given a new name in Jesus Christ. Come on, now you got to understand, you have been given a new name. If you're a follower of Jesus, you have been given a new name, and you don't have to carry the name of a pain. You don't have to carry the Jabez name any longer. You can walk as a child, as a son and daughter of the king. Jabez never let his pain hijack his prayer. You notice that in this prayer? We're going to read it here in just a second. But he never let his pain hijack his prayer. What do you mean, pastor? I mean, he didn't, he didn't see him talking about his pain. Some people, the only time they pray is when they're in pain. Oh, well, I guess that's just me. Okay, some people, the only time they want to make prayer a priority is when things are going wrong in their life. But can I just tell you, if you wait until things are going wrong to pray, you've already waited too long. You need to be praying now. You need to pray. It should be a part of every believer's life. That's why we're asking God, renew my prayer life. God, renew the priority of prayer. God, renew that in my life. Let's look at this in 1 Chronicles. Now look at verse 10 and 4.10. Jabez, now, this is what he prayed. He cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that you would bless me. Enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. He didn't start off saying, God, get me out of the pain. He started off, God, I want you to bless me. Come on. Do you have the shameless audacity to ask for God to bless you? He said, I want you to ask God to bless me, expand my territory. I want you to stop praying from a place of pain in 2024, and I want you to start praying from a place of blessing. Understand that God does want to bless you. Understand that God has got more for your life and for your family. So how should I pray, Pastor, every day? Let's look at this pattern that Jabez just got us. And it says that God honored that prayer, and I think you and I can learn from it. It's a good pattern for us to adopt as well. Number one, just simply do what we just talked about. Pray for the blessing. Pray for the blessing. He said, oh, that you would bless me. He had the shameless audacity. Last week we talked about how Jesus taught us. He says, when you go to a friend's house and you knock on the door at midnight asking for to borrow some bread because your friend showed up late at your house and you have nothing to feed them. He says, at first, that friend, even though you have a relationship, is not going to bring it to you. He's going to say, go back to bed. We're in bed. Leave us alone. He goes, because of your shameless audacity of you keep on knocking, he says, he's going to open the door. He's going to give you what you asked for. So keep on knocking. Keep on seeking. Keep on believing. God wants you to do this. God wants you to use shameless audacity. 
What's that mean? That means you can say, God, I want you to bless me. God, I want you to bless me. There's nothing wrong with praying the prayer of God to bless me. Pray bold prayers of blessing. Psalms 5.12 says, surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. Pastor, what is a righteous person? A righteous means this. If I am made righteous because of what Jesus did on the cross, that's the only way I can become righteous and it's the only way you can become righteous. The Bible says that Jesus died on the cross and his blood covers the sins of all who believe. So when you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and my sins, that he was buried and on the third day he was resurrected. The Bible says now we are made in right standing with God, righteous before God. And when God looks at me, he doesn't look at my sin. He sees me covered with the blood of his son and he says, I want to bless that son. I want to bless that daughter. They have been made righteous. They are part of the family. They have been covered by the new covenant that I poured out my blood to cover them. And so therefore, I am made righteous. God wants to bless the righteous. God wants to bless you. You got to understand that. You got to believe that. God does want to bless you. Have the audacity to ask him. I'm praying that scripture says about me. I'm praying what the scripture says. The scripture says I can be blessed. I'm going to pray that. Listen, if you've sown, you can pray. God, allow me to reap. The Bible says if I sow my first fruits, I can ask, God, I want to be reaped. I want to reap the blessing. When I give God my time, my talent, my treasure, when I give him the first thoughts of my day, when I serve him, when I'm faithful to him, when I'm covered under his blood, what happens? I can say, God, you bless me. God, I want to be blessed of you. God wants to bless you. Jesus said, he goes, if us who are wicked know how to bless our children, and we want to do good for our children, because how much more of the God who is full of an abundance of goodness and mercy want to bless us? He, he was teaching us, Jesus was teaching us, uh, let us understand this, that God really wants to bless us. So don't be afraid to say, God, I want you to bless me. God, I want to walk in your blessing. God, I need your blessing in my life. Why do I need to be blessed? That's a good question, right? If I ask you that question, if you could say, God blessed me and he blessed you, why do you want to be blessed? If your answer is so I can get a bigger car, so I can get a bigger house, so I can go on more vacations, so I can have a bigger retirement, then you've missed the answer. You failed the test, okay? That's not the reason he wants to bless you. The motive for being blessed is found in Genesis 12 too. Look what he says. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and I will make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. That's why he wants to bless you. 
He wants to bless you so you can be a blessing to somebody else. He wants to bless you so you can bless other people. He wants to bless you so you can help hungry, starving children around the world. He wants to bless you so you can bless somebody on your job. He wants to bless you so you can help the widow down your street. He wants to bless you so you can help a co-worker. He wants to bless you so you can help somebody who goes to your school. He wants to bless you so you can help the stranger you run into a Walmart and God says, buy their groceries today. He wants to bless you so you can pay for somebody's food. He wants to bless you so you can buy somebody some new shoes so their kids can go to school. He wants to bless you so you can take care of people who need help. Why? So that God is glorified. So that when people see them, they say, that must be God working inside of them. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying I don't care. I don't care. You can get up and speak in a heavenly tongue. You can get up and worship and you can dance before the Lord. You can do all these things we may think are hyper spiritual. I could really care less. Can you give away something if you have yourself and not be selfish? Some of you can't even serve five minutes helping out children who need it. Some people can't even donate helping children who are starving. Oh, worried about mine, mine, mine. No, God has given you a bigger kingdom than that. God has given you a bigger mindset than that. God blessed me so I can be a blessing to others. God, I am rich because you've already blessed me. And I got news for you. If you live in America, you're already blessed. I don't care who you are. You are blessed already. You don't understand poverty until you've been places where they can't even have running water, places where they don't even have bathrooms inside. I'm telling you, we are blessed and they're starving for food. To be a blessing, you must first receive a blessing. Have the shameless audacity. God, I want you to bless me so that I can be an agent and bless other people. God, I want you to bless me so that I can extend the blessing out of my life. Why? God, I want you to bless me. Why can I do that? Because the Bible says that God wants to bless you. Pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Does he want to bless us? I'm telling you, God does want to bless you. And I want you to get into that mindset, understanding God wants to bless you. How do I pray? Well, I just pray like this. Pray, Lord, bless me so that I can be a blessing to the world around me. That's a healthy mindset for asking for blessing. I'm not asking you to bless me so I can be the man. I'm not asking you to bless me so I can post about it on Facebook. I guess that's hitting home for somebody. All right. I'm not asking you to bless me so I can show off my brother. I'm asking you to bless me so I can help my brother. I'm asking you to bless me so I can be a bigger blessing to my community, those you've asked me to take care of. God does want to bless you, but for the right reasons. And then number two, you got to pray for influence. I'm praying God bless me, and I'm praying to God for your influence. He said, God, enlarge my territory, enlarge my border. God will put you over things and people. Do you understand it? When you begin to pray, God, enlarge my territory and people, God will put you over people. God wants you to rise up. Have you ever been in a place of influence and think, if these people knew the real me, they would think, I do not belong in this room. I don't belong in this meeting. I've been in some meetings. I'm like, man, I hope they don't understand how dumb I really am. I hope they don't understand where I came from because I don't really belong in this room. God has placed me in places and times in my life. And I want you to know God wants you to have the same influence 
God wants his people to be people of influence. He wants to expand your territory. He wants to expand your ministry. He wants to expand what you want to do for the kingdom of God. Are you believing that God's going to give you more? God, I want you to expand my territory so I can reach more people for the kingdom of God. God, I want to I wanna have ministry flowing out of me, not just on Sunday morning, but on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday of the week. I want ministry to come out of me, expand my territory. Listen, everywhere Joseph went, he was highly favored of the Lord. Whether it was in prison, in the pit, working for Potiphar as a slave, everywhere he went, the hand of God was upon him, and he walked in the favor of the Lord. Why? Because when God's hand's upon you, it doesn't make a difference if you were a slave or where you came from. God will raise you up to have influence. He can set you at the king's table. I'm telling you, God can bring you to a place of influence. Pray that prayer. Believe it. Jabez did and says, God fulfilled it. God, raise up your influence in my life. Ephesians 3.20 says, now to him who was able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to his power that has worked within us. Listen, God, is he, he is not intimidated by your bold prayers. He wants to do more than you could ask or imagine. Stop limiting God because your mind can't comprehend where the resources are coming from. Stop limiting God because your mind doesn't see it. How it didn't happen the last three years. It didn't happen last, so it ain't going to happen this year. Who are you to limit our God? God wants to do something in your life if you'll step out of your comfort zone and say, God, I'm going to have shameless audacity to believe you for more in my life so that I can make a bigger impact for the kingdom of God. God loves loves that kind of faith. God loves it. And he wants to have a place of influence. How many times do we understand this? How will you steward the blessing? See, can God trust you with the blessing? How will you steward your influence? Is your influence going to be to bring you glory? Is your influence going to point how great you are? Or is your influence going to point how great God is? I think I've told you this story before. There was a time early on, the first time I ever understood this, I was leading a, a store, a retail store. It was a sporting goods store, and I was the store. When I took over the store, they were ready to shut the doors. And every month for a couple of years, I was leading that store. We had gains every single month. You can look at our graph. It just went up, 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 and up. Finally, he came to me and says, I got 15 stores, and I've never seen this before. What is the secret? And I was 21 years old, and I looked at the owner of the company. I said, it's God, not me. Because you have placed me over your things, and I honor the Lord. God's going to honor me as long as I'm running your business. I was like, what did I just say? I didn't know. I was like, who? I, I don't know where that came from. But I, I heard the pastor preach it, and it hit my spirit, and I said it. I was like, oh, God, you better really show up now. Because <laughs> you're going to look really bad. You know what? Never did. God, God put his hand on me every time. And after I left the store, the door went out of business. I just tell you. Why? Because the hands of God's favor was upon me. I had influence. God wants you to have influence. But you got to recognize where that comes from. How would you steward it? How many times do you pray, God, use me to make an impact on your kingdom? See, that's why I'm asking for influence, so I can have a kingdom impact. And when God opens the door of influence, you better pray this. God, I need your presence. 
God, I need your presence. God, I want you to bless me. God, I want you to give me a place of influence. But God, I need your presence. Because if I get to that place of influence and a place of blessing, I need his presence to help me govern what he's blessing me with. I need his presence to direct me. I need his presence to give me the wisdom to navigate the doors he's opening up. I need his presence to be the secret sauce that opens a door in my life and sustains it. Because on my own, I'm not good enough and you're not good enough. But when we allow God's presence to fill our life, it is coming out of us. God will open doors you could never open on your own. And you're going to seem really smart. And it's not you. It's the Holy Spirit and God's presence alive in you. I'm telling you, God wants you not to be afraid to ask for these things in your life. He, he loved it that Jabez did and he honored it. So pray for God's presence. He said, that your hand might be with me. That's what he prayed, that your hand may not be with me. Can I tell you, at Destiny Church, we are a presence-driven church. If God's presence isn't here, I don't want to be here. If God's presence isn't here, we're just a social club. Without God's presence, we're just going through religious duties. But I want you to know, at Destiny Church, we will always be a presence-driven church. We are seeking the presence of the Lord. That's why I'll never let you be quiet during worship. That's why I encourage you to sing out with all you got. That's why I encourage you, if you can, lift your hands before the Lord. Open your mouth. Give him a shout of praise. Let the worship come out of you. Make it personal. Come on, church, seek his face. Why? Because the Bible says that God inhabits the presence God's presence inhabits the praises of his people. Where there is worship, there is the presence of God. Where there is praise, there is the presence of God. And when the presence of God is in the house, people's lives are healed and changed. Come on now. I want his presence. We're not a program-driven church. We're not a personality-driven church. We are a presence-driven church. When God's presence is in the room, things change. If he blessed me and he gave me influence, I can't sustain it without his presence. God, I want your presence. I want the presence of God to fill this church. I want the presence of God to fill me at my job. I want the presence of God to be in my business. I want the presence of God to be in my ministry. I want the presence of God to be in my home. I want the presence of God to be in my school. I want the presence of God to be in my car. I'm telling you, when your friends get into your car and ride with you to lunch, they should say, what is different about this? It's not that the car drives any better than their car. It's because you got the presence of God in that car with you. Why is this meeting going better when you run it? Because the presence of God is with you. Why is God opening up doors to you when nobody else gets the yes, you get the yes? Because the presence of God is going with you. I'm telling you, we need God's presence, church. We've got to seek more of his presence in 2024. We've got to have the presence of God. And the Bible says we have the presence of God. It's being poured out. His spirit's being poured out to us. And so we've got to engage the spirit of God and say, God, I want that presence to come activated in my life every day. 2 Corinthians 3, 5 and 6 says this. Not that we have... Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers, that's all of us, of the new covenant. Not of the letter, 
but of the Spirit. Not of the religious law, but of the Spirit. This is why we're competent, because of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. When you allow the Holy Spirit to be filled in your life and you allow the Holy Spirit to be full in your heart, you are walking with a different competence. God is making you competent where you're not competent because the Spirit will make up the lack in your life. Wow. I'm telling you, you can walk this year in a greater anointing. You can walk in a greater blessing. You can walk in a greater favor in your life when you understand when God's presence is with me. I walk in the favor of the Lord. I walk in a deeper knowledge of the Lord. I can't tell you how many times I've been asked a question that I had no clue, but the Spirit gave me the right answer. And it just came to me, and I didn't know it. I knew it was from God. I was like, I ain't the smart, but this is God. And God gave me wisdom because his presence was with me. But I got to make room for that. I got to open that up. You need a miracle in your life? Get filled with the Spirit. And then the last thing, if you're going to do all this, you better pray for protection. That's what he prayed for, that that would keep me from harm. Jabez prayed, Lord, bless me. Expand my influence and territory. That's what he said. And then he, he said, Pray for protection. I want your presence, but pray for protection. Why would he pray that? See, when you pray and get blessed, when you pray and get influence, when you pray and get God's presence, let me give you a clue right now and a pre-warning. The enemy is not going to like it. And so he's going to show out in your life. He's going to try to distract you, try to discourage you, try to get you to give up on what you're doing, try to make you stop praying those prayers, bold, audacious prayers. He's going to show up and tell you, you're not going to make it. You're losing your influence. You're losing your business. You're losing your ministry. You're losing and all the time. The enemy's going to lie to you. So you've got to come and say, you know what, God, and may your hand protect me. God, may your hand be with me. You got to recognize it. See, when my, my wife goes with me to my hometown, I have to remind her, honey, you can't leave your purse laying there in that seat when we go into the store. You got to put it in the back and lock it up and put a blanket over it. She, she doesn't recognize because she wasn't raised there like I was. I, I know. I grew up with half of those people. I know. It ain't safe. I know I've got to be more careful. Listen, as a Christian, I know that when God's blessing me and I'm praying these bold prayers and God begins to bless me, I know the enemy's not going to like it. And so he's going to try to, what? Kill, steal, and destroy. Listen, if you want to live your life in mediocrity and just be lackadaisical year after year, he'll leave you alone. He ain't worried about you. But you start praying bold prayers of faith and let God open up influence, and bless you when you come and bless you when you go and you're seeing kingdom work coming out of you, he's going to attack you. He's going to attack your reputation. He's going to attack your integrity. He'll attack your marriage. He'll attack your children. He'll attack your finance. He'll attack your health. I mean, the enemy will come after you. So you've got to understand that when you're under attack, that you can say, God, protect me. God, you are a shield about me. Look what Psalms 3 says. Lord, how many are my enemies? Ever been like that? I've been there. 
How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. Are you done it this time? Sit back, let's watch him fail. They're in over their head. They're in over their head, they're not gonna make it. You ever been there? Psalmist had. But look what he says, but you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head high. So you can pray those bold prayers of protection. God, you are a shield about me. Many may come against me, but God, you withstand them all. God, the enemy wants me to look down, but you are the one who lifts up my head. I'm not going to get up tomorrow looking down at my problems. I'm going to look up from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. Come on, you got to know. I'm looking up because God is the lifter of my head. He's a shield about me. He is my protector. And when I read the book, I understand that many will come against me, but that God defeats them all. And so I am already fighting a fight that's been fixed. I'm already playing from a place of victory. I just got to come into boldness and pray audacity prayers. God, your hand of protection is around me. God, right now you're protecting my family, my children. My children are being protected right now. In G- I wish I had some moms that would pray and intercede over their children. I wish I had some dads that would pray and intercede over their family and pray, God, you are protecting us. You are looking out for us. God, I'm coming against the the enemy's attack on our life. So we're going to pray blessing in 2024. We're praying for influence. We're praying for God's presence and we're praying for protection. I want you to bow your heads. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for the faith of Jabez. May we not miss it today. May we not miss the faith of Jabez, that he prayed an audacity. He had the audacity to pray this bold prayer. I pray to Father we would have that same faith this year, that we would believe. If you're here today, say, Pastor, where's the start? It all starts by first putting your trust in the finished work of the cross that you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins, that his blood washes away my sins. Whether you have one sin or a million sins, we all need that same blood to cover us, to make us in right standing with God. And then the Bible says, I put my faith that Jesus died on the cross for the sins of my sins and none of the world, and that he he died and was buried and resurrected on the third day. He resurrected with power over death, hell, Right now, he understands in the grave. He has given authority. So I believe in the resurrection of my Savior. I believe his blood was for my life. And the Bible says when I put my faith into that, that I am covered now with the blood of Jesus. I am grafted and adopted into the kingdom of God. And if you've never done that before today, you're ready to do that. Can you just raise your hand where I'm at? I'm not going to single you out. I promise you, I will not embarrass you. But today's your day, so I'm ready to put my faith in Jesus Christ today. Raise your hand if that's you, Pastor. I'm ready to make him Lord of my life. Thank you. Anybody else today? Thank you. Anybody else want to join him? Thank you. I see those hands going up. Anybody else? Quickly, if you haven't raised it, raise it right now and say, I'm ready. Thank you. I see those hands, guys. So for those who raise your hands, I want you to repeat after me as Christians around you. We'll say it with you. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins on the cross. I believe you are the Messiah, God's only son. And from this day forward, 
I will live for you. And I will follow you all of my days. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer and you put your faith in Jesus today, we say welcome to the family of God. What an awesome thing. Now, if you prayed that prayer, before you leave today, I'm going to invite you to stop by our hub. we got a new Bible and some other things we put in your hand back there. Stop by and let them know. They would love to give you that material. Uh, as you stand up on your feet today, how many say, Pastor, I'm going to pray this prayer of Jabez this year. This is going to be my prayer. I'm going to adopt this prayer. God's speaking to me today. Come on, raise your hand if God's giving you the audacity today. So I'm going to do that. This is what I want you to do. If you're able to do this and you want to step out during this next, next two songs, we're going to worship I want to pray with you. Some of our team's going to pray with you. But step out of your seat right now. If you're believing that this is the year, God's going to bless you. I'm praying right now that God's going to bless me and expand my territory. Step out of your seat. Come to the very front. We're going to pray together. We're going to worship together. We're going to put hands on your shoulder. We're going to pray over you as well. And this is going to be your best year yet. If you're wanting God and believing God to expand your territory, if you're believing God's going to give you influence, if you believe God's going to give you blessing, if you're wanting God's hand of protection, come on, step into the front. Make room for those coming in the back. Step to the front, guys. Make room for those behind you right there. Come on into the front. Come on. Come on. Husbands, lead your wives. Come on. Husband, have some shameless audacity. Lead your wives to the altar and say, I'm ready. I'm ready this year. Come on. Let's lead. Let's lead to God. We're believing you this year. We're going to pray this prayer, Jabez, over our family, over our children, over our finances, over our health, over everything that God's got right now. Raise your hands right now. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you to God you're allowing people of faith to step out. God, right now, God, you're allowing people of faith who are going to pray, Lord, with audacity this year and faith this year. God, expand their territory. God, bless them. Lord, allow influence. Lord, people of influence, everywhere they go, may the influence of the Holy Spirit be upon them. God, may your presence flood them and their life and their family and their home. And God, I'm praying this year you're increasing, God, influence right now in Jesus' name. May protection be upon them in Jesus' name. Come on.